0: Can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much, you really gotta stream it. Let me tell you every line right now, I can quote the whole thing since I was twelve.
1: Do the shake, do the shake, do the milkshake, the milkshake, do the milkshake, hey, hey, hey. And welcome to another episode of Movies We Missed. I'm your host, Brandon Greenhouse, and I've got my lovely co-host, Jane Village Hammer. And we are coming at you live and in some version of color today. Jane, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I I would love for I would love to tell people where to find us if you don't mind.
1: Oh no, you know what? I'll I'll actually I'll, I'll take it from here. I'm sorry. I'm wearing okay. a lot of hats today, so it probably uh, evaded uh, me. But um, <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at movies we miss, and you can also find us tweet tweet tweeting away over on Twitter at mwmchat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So got that covered. How are you doing today, <laughs> Queen?
0: I'm doing good. We're we're hey. I, we're kind of on our own today. Don't you feel like we're like uh, in, in- inmates
1: running the asylum, baby?
0: Exactly. Our so producer we'll Dave is um, taking an unimpro- unapproved vacation.
1: Yeah, he's doing he's doing what the Europeans like to refer to <laughs> as a cure, which is when you you know you go into the mountains and you just you get some time to rest, recuperate, replenish. It's interesting that he's doing this vacation uh solo without me um Mm -hmm. i guess his his husband most Mm -hmm. couples like to do these kind of things together so that they can make sure they're on the (laughs) same page you know and that they're connecting you know and that they're really as oprah likes to put it remembering the spirit but
0: interestingly and you and it's weird because you also famously love hiking in the woods sleeping outside i love hiking in in the woods
1: i love a good poop hole I love uh-huh. a good um I love a good track. The only problem with me with most people is that I go higher than most people are willing to go. Because most yeah, people start getting queasy before yeah. I ascend to a level that like makes sense f- for me. You know what I right. mean? Because mm-hmm. I Cause don't want to such
0: a tall guy anyways, so Yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I like to, I call it playing around until you mm-hmm. get into like the like tens of thousands of feet, which is why when I did Everest, mm-hmm. you know I did Everest. I don't talk about it a lot, but
0: um Actually, you do talk about it quite a bit.
1: And yeah. you talk
0: about how you did it on your own?
1: It was a, it was a good college experience. Um So you're
0: saying you, so you did Everest between the ages of 18 and 22. You did it yeah, in yeah, your yeah, underground your yeah. Uh, undergrad years. Y- no, I'm saying like I went to the school. You went to the school of what? <laughs> <The> Everest. <laughs> you went you're saying you went to Everest College?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is there
0: an, are you talking about hiking the mountain and going to, or is there college called Everest that I don't know? I know what college you went to and I know it wasn't called Everest, so. um, I went to
1: the online, um, Everest Online University, and then I also, Ah, um, and I also did, um, I did also ascend that same time I ascended the mountains as well. So I've done a lot Mm. of. Everest Everest adjacent stuff. Um I mm-hmm. I love it though. I love it all. I remember doing Everest. Have you ever seen those those crazy documentaries about people like climbing Everest and like oh my God, literally that's so like scary. No, like people are literally like have you have to like just step over bodies? Like when you're yeah, climbing Everest. I know. Up
0: Everest. There's on Everest. There's like those famous pair of shoes that people mm-hmm. walk by as like some sort of marker. You've made it past a certain point, and that's a person who like didn't make it either up or down.
1: No, but I mean, I've heard accounts of people that you're like step over bodies. Like there's like I mean there's like skeletons. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
0: Because like, is it I? people step over bodies no
1: there's like well it's like what are you gonna do you can't like bring it with you and it's like it's it's no i know but i'm
0: sure people like have swept it to the side i mean i think it probably
1: is like to the side but it still like remains like you know what i mean like nobody's like buried, like they haven't been buried who has time for that like you literally have to like expend all of your energy on like making it to the top so like People are just saying like as you're going up, you can see like human remains of bodies that like it's really treacherous and it's dangerous. And like it probably be really dangerous to like even fly into those areas and like try and locate them. So it's like there are apparently just like people that die on the trail and you have to keep going like you're on the trail with your friend and your friend died. You can't like get the body down.
0: But you but you went. I was there. Okay, I was in so the trenches. I just want to make sure you're sticking to your story. So and you stepped over Baby, I don't have to stick to, to you, to you don't top. have to stick
1: to the truth, okay? <laughs> it sticks to you. So let's get that out of the <laughs> well, way. Well, it sounds There's like you're talking comment. about something
0: you haven't seen. No, so-
1: I've been there. Me, okay. I have my friend okay. Francois, um and Jean-Philippe. Okay. Um some of my friends you- from uh, from a really like quaint village um in France? In, in France. And um, yeah, we went together. Yeah, they, their family, they're heirs to a wine, um, a wine fortune. And so, upperly mobile,
0: okay, upper echelon sure. society.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't deal with so, like, you know, peons and things like that. The so, like, you're used to spending time with.
0: Yeah, I'd you, lo- how long did it take you guys to prepare?
1: <laughs> um, it didn't take any time for me because I do a lot of, um, you know, I do a lot of mall walking. Oh, so. you,
0: went in, you went in raw to Everest?
1: always always raw yeah i went in i went in raw i did everest raw i did kilimanjaro raw oh um, yeah. yeah they They actually started calling it kiliman raw after i did it <laughs> because it was the one as i think one of the reporters said it was the rawest anybody had ever done it so uh.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm ill from that Also, so that's you. me
1: um And uh, Jane, speaking of Raw, you went to a Pride celebration this weekend, didn't you?
0: (laughs) I did. Well, um, you guys will be hearing this in a few weeks and it'll be Pride Month, which is usually June. But apparently...
1: Happy Pride, everybody.
0: Happy Pride. Here's to
1: living out loud. Here's to representation. Mm -hmm. Um, If I don't see a thin blonde twink... Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, a pair of tight in- jordashes and a belly shirt, then I don't know it's pride. Um but you don't. You don't. Because that's that's the, the sole representation of, of pride uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So I like to celebrate that image as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I don't it's- see a
1: lesbian with a tool belt on. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Walking out
0: of Home Depot, looking to exactly. um, screw together a float for the pride parade.
1: <laughs> Askins punching the air in excitement about the Bears' latest victory. <laughs> Then um, it doesn't compute for me. I don't know that you're. Then I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it. If half of your head isn't buzzed off, Mm -hmm. um, and if you haven't moved in with a woman that you work with named Cheryl, who's newly Mm -hmm. exploring that part of her life,
0: divorced Cheryl, of course, divorced
1: from a husband. She hadn't sex with him for ten years anyway. So Mm -hmm. you know, she's a
0: twelve-year-old son who hates you
1: who hates you because you're not his father and you never will be. Although his father, it should be noted, is a monster and nobody would want to be him. But Mm -hmm. regardless, he hates you. You've got his mom wearing flannels now. She's not wearing makeup anymore. It's lots Mm -hmm. of like messy top nuts and ponytails. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what happened to my, when my parents were together, I could always count on my mother in a face full of makeup crying at the kitchen table. And mm-hmm. now, and that's what you
0: want. That's what you want for your mother.
1: Absolutely. And now mm-hmm. she's going out with you to to rodeo events, and she's mm-hmm. talking about you know adding on a back room to the house. And she's there's,
0: laughing. There's joy in your in her eyes. There's a light that wasn't there. Um, you wake ever. up.
1: You wake up to come to my window every morning now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: um Because if absolutely. there isn't Melissa Etheridge as a huge part of your lesbian marriage. Then you aren't officially married to a member of the same sex.
1: Do you remember? there was like there was this period where Melissa Etheridge and like Rosie O'Donnell were just like running through them. Like, I feel like-
0: <laughs> yes, they both they both have been married like six hundred times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like have like a collection of children.
1: They both have yeah, they have a and lot like, of hey, arsenal kids.
0: No shade to him. There's a lot of people running around who have the same story. Do you a lot of men running around with the same story, collecting children. Um, do you,
1: you remember know. do you remember when Melissa Etheridge and like her wife at the time, like they didn't want to reveal like the father of their child? Yeah. And then it turned out that it was, like, David Crosby yeah. of Crosby, <laughs> steals and Nash, slash Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, Young, yeah. yeah.
0: Young yeah. was in and out of the mix. Don't forget.
1: Absolutely, yeah. But I just remember, mm-hmm. like, that was like, huh, it was him?
0: Do I remember? That's like, dif- that's like a definitive 90s moment. Like, of course I do. They did like I a photo shoot for like spread. Vanity Fair yeah. or something, right? Yes, it was. I re- I'm pretty sure it was a Vanity Fair fo- photo spread. And yes. I remember looking through it at my aunt's house in Vermont, like one afternoon, just being like, wow, just, they went Crosby. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. I guess. still Because that
0: talent speaks for talent. itself
1: it was i think a talent had a lot to do with the decision it was probably mm-hmm. most of it i'm assuming um, but yeah so speaking of queer moments in history that need to be documented um Ooh. this week in celebration as we move towards pride and mm-hmm. standing in your truth mm-hmm. and owning washing
0: away the shame of our you know um, mm. that is baked into uh, us queer people preach. from day one reach,
1: <laughs> say it, say it for yeah. the people in the back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We um we're gonna stand in our light. We're gonna harness the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna lasso it up, and we're gonna you know we're gonna make sure that it's there for future generations, so absolutely. that any little you know queer beast to come know that grandma jane and uncle Brandon were okay. there before you. Um <laughs> and we were setting up the the roadmap, you know, in a lot of we ways. We were
0: doing everything we could uh, to make this world a better, safer is place. Setting
1: up the is setting up the roadmap a bit is that too much?
0: I think I do think that we might be giving ourselves too much credit
1: okay. in
0: that we
1: There may be activists that are um
0: <laughs> there may be there may be activists that
1: are um on the...
0: <laughs> who are doing a little bit more like on a legislative level. <laughs> <laughs> than you and me <laughs> who yeah. are literally making gay jokes on a podcast. Yeah, there may be- I think is important, um, an important part of this journey. We have sure, to sure, find sure, 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 sure. joy and yeah. laughter within our queer lives. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, That's what we're leaving. That's our
0: second. Leg- That's our, our legacy. L- is legacy.
1: Legacy is legacy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with John Wayne, though. Don't get it twisted. <laughs>
0: Um, Keep him out of it. Although he, well, (laughs) keep him um, out of it.
1: (laughs) Father was a drinker and his (laughs) father cried in bed. Please remember that. Do you remember that, Janie? Oh well, thank is. you for laughing anyway. It's a Sufjan Stevens album called. It was called like "Come On Fill the Illinois." It was like when Sufjan Stevens was like, "I'm releasing, I'm releasing an album about every state." And I think he just did two <laughs> and stopped. So I don't know. What I, only with the dream. About,
0: I only knew about Illinois because I was living in Illinois oh, at for the sure. time. You and were that was so. The,
1: that was when you were dating Blagojevich, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> we weren't dating, but I was doing his hair at the time.
1: You were jealous of his hair. I remember that. I remember that was when you were rocking a couple of different... Um, I guess we don't call them toupees anymore, but I remember seeing you on the on the streets do, trying to... You were like, oh, I can't get the kind of height that I can get on his hair, on mine. Um, well,
0: he and I were watching... Um like pop punk and emo music videos and trying very hard to do similar things with our hair with a very intense very thick wide sideswept swept dark bang and um he his was a little more successful because he was paying for it
1: <laughs> Oof, mine
0: was coming out of my head but
1: and i'm sure that money was you know going to a little bit seats a, <laughs> you know a, a little bit <laughs>
0: allegedly allegedly caught on tape saying it but okay we should bring this somehow we should well
1: well, the one thing i did want to bring up before we get into the podcast is i remember me and you got into a really big fight around that time that everything was going on and i got really mad because you were spending all of your time with him and i felt like you were on his payroll and you weren't around Mm a lot and i rudely referred to you as a blagoya bitch Mm -hmm. and I've never apologized for that before, but I think that like this is a public platform with millions of listeners. And I think this is the time for me to say that wasn't my rightest moment. And so I offer you that. And I hope that you can figure out what grace and kindness is and offer that to me.
0: I mean, I am always, always going to hear you out. Mm. And I mean, to be fair, I've I have been waiting for this since I know. 2008 and it feels like a warm bath just washed over me to hear hear those
1: words thank you thank you thank you and uh, thank you for accepting uh, it yeah um, we are now that we've had our moment of healing and I'm going to be just sort of, it's going to be, I'm going to be vibrating, um, just the mm-hmm. frequency that we're both on right now, um, throughout the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I wrote a little something about the movie, um, 1980s, oh, a synopsis. In a synopsis, um, 1980s, um, <laughs> <Say> <laughs> um, smash one
0: more time.
1: I said it. I said it the way that they said. You've never. Here's the thing about you that you don't own. You're not. You're not Parisian. You don't understand the provincial world. You don't understand the ways (laughs) in which language is played with when you get into the actual regions of it. You've never you've never tasted like a delicious like wine straight from like the vineyard before in like a oh, small from town. Your you've never friends you're climbing climbing Everest with. Yeah, you've never broken in a horse before even. So you're not like a person of the earth. So you don't.
0: Get it. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you've definitely broken in a horse. Through...
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get into my synopsis now the hard like, way. And you know, oh god, you would you do it the soft way probably. What but you don't understand about raw dog in a mountain. Um, so I'm going to get into my synopsis of the 1980 smash-ish adjacent, um, can't stop the music. Um, and here we go. Jack Morrell is an up-and-coming DJ who aspires to be, well, a DJ and a songwriter. He's got roller skates and dreams of making it big in the music industry. Okay, we're starting over. God damn it. All right. Jack Morrell is an up-and-coming DJ who aspires to be, well, God damn it, Jane! You're coughing in the middle of my fucking synopsis.
0: You know that you, Tara, you can take out my fucking cough. How is she going to take out your cough from
1: your end while I'm while I'm talking? Honey, it was like in the middle she, of a word. Honey, she edits our voices separately. All I need you to do. No, we're on the. No, she doesn't. She edits us on the. Yes, same track. she does. Did she start doing that? Yes. Editing us separately. Okay, I didn't yes, know that. Like months ago. Anyway, just mute yourself, and right now.
0: I'm sorry I didn't catch it. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: okay i'm gonna get into my synopsis now please you
0: are lashing out at me oh you my god have my start. it's all Look,
1: right just do hold it. on no hold on okay i'm running this podcast today i'll eat a trash all the way out of here, okay so you better ship up oh my okay, god. god i should have never put you on and put i gotta deal with that put you on this girl. Oh, I gave you an opportunity. You begged me to be on my podcast. You begged me. (laughs) This thing was off and running. This was my brainchild. (laughs) Anyway, let me get back to it. Uh, Jack Morell is an up and coming DJ who aspires to be well, a DJ and a songwriter. He's got roller skates and dreams of making the music of tomorrow. He has the producing skills and the lyricism, but he lacks the pipes. Vocally, that is. With the help of his landlord, retired fashion icon Samantha Simpson, stop acting like you don't know her. She didn't get out of bed for less than an Orange Julius, so Evangelista could hold out for 10K. Jack is on the cusp of crossing over to the big time. Samantha was one of the most celebrated models of the 1970s, but she's put that behind her, and now she's chasing new dreams though she's still figuring out what those are, as are we for most of the movie. Samantha may be out of the biz, but she still has her highfalutin New York connections. And while she puts the pieces of her life together, she can help Jack get his music career off the ground. Sam uses her influence to put together a band that can perform Jack's songs. She's got a former G.I. and a beat cop to fill out the urban quota, a go-go dancer named Philippe who dons a Native American headdress, a leather daddy who coos the sweetest version of Danny Boy you've ever heard, and if there isn't a cowboy and a construction worker in tow, then Samantha's not interested. It's all coming together. And once she meets tax attorney Ron White and falls for him, he's devoting his every waking minute to helping Samantha make this ragtag group of boys into stars. This movie has everything, as long as your definition of everything doesn't include solid storytelling, plot points that pay off, and plausible character development. As long as everything is basically men in short shorts with gratuitous bulges and bitchin' 80s fashion, this film asks the question that we've all pondered from time to time. What is the origin story of the village people? (laughs) Only one way to find out. This movie really puts the why in YMCA. What are you waiting for, young man? Press play and behold the cinematic masterpiece that one reviewer referred to as an absolute train wreck of a movie. You may want to stop the film a few minutes in, but what you're not going to do is stop the music.
0: (laughs) That was great. Thank and you. i I wish I could say the same for the movie. <laughs>
1: um, uh,
0: I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> it
1: is uh, it is a movie that, like the first time I saw it, I was like, "How have I never heard of this? And <laughs> why aren't more people talking about it? Why this don't more movie? people talk about it? It is a wild film, and uh, unhinged. yeah, this is a crazy one. This is a I, crazy film.
0: I couldn't. So Brandon texted me like earlier in the week and he was like, Hey, by the way, like the next episode and like your episode afterward, your choice is going to be like pride. So like I, it just, it was happenstance that you happened to pick a gay movie, um, but you were like, make, you know, think about your movie. Cause it's going to be on pride as well. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I guess this is a gay movie. Like did like literally knew nothing of that was all I had to go on. And when I press play, (laughs) little did I know that I was going to be watching the gayest, campiest movie I have ever seen in my entire life. And it never once mentions anybody being gay, which is the best part of this. Well, that's the thing. And like,
1: (laughs) it is... It is so wild because, like, okay, so I found out about this movie because I watched a documentary, um, which right now is on Amazon Prime, if anybody's curious. It's actually a fun, interesting documentary. It's about Alan Carr, who was the producer of this film. He was famous <laughs> for producing um, – Grease was, like, one of his really big accomplishments. And he also produced Le Folles on Broadway, um, the musical. Um, but he had a lot of duds in the middle. And so, like, he went into this movie – off of the success of Greece, this was 1980. Greece came out in '78, so like he had a certain amount of cachet that allowed him to basically bankroll any like real projects that he wanted to do. I mean, until you know they started not really bringing in the, the receipts at the box office, but this was right before that. So this movie was made for 13 million dollars, and it uh, made about two mil at the box office. And um, <laughs> it literally it came from the fact that Alan Carr apparently like <clears throat> saw a concert. Jacques Morelli, one of the co-founders of um, The Village People, who Jack Morell, the Steve Gutenberg leading man, is based on. Um, but, like, he saw a concert that they put on, I think, in New York somewhere. He saw The Village People on stage, and of course, Alan Carr, um, a man who loved men, um, was very uh, taken. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then he and then decided ooh let's create like this origin story for them and apparently while he was watching the concert he came up with a concept for this movie um which i thought was really Interesting That's that so like
0: funny because I I heard that he came or read somewhere that he came up with the idea at a dinner party with the village people.
1: Well, the they I think they went out to dinner after. I think they went out to dinner like after uh, okay, the okay, concert, okay. and he announced mm-hmm. at the dinner party, "I have a movie idea for you." But he said that he the will started turning while watching them on stage perform. I see. So I think yeah, both okay. things are true, and it's like mm-hmm. really and the the director of the movie Nancy Walker who <laughs> um. Who played Rhoda's mother on the television show Rhoda? If you need like a point of like entry into understanding um, who she was, Ida Morgenstern, um, That's who he got to direct the movie. She was a woman probably in her late fifties around the time of this, and like had never directed a film before. And like in the documentary, like all of the people, Valerie Perrine, who plays Samantha, the leading lady, they all talk about how like awful she was. And at one point, the interviewer, the interview is asking about Nancy Walker, and she says, Perrine says, "Oh, we didn't really have a director." and several of the people <laughs> say that they're like she was just mean and one person said she was she didn't know how to direct At times she needed help figuring out what end of the camera to look through. And she, and, and he said, he said she didn't know how to direct. And her default, because of her ineptitude, was just anger that like masked as like bravado. And I thought that was really interesting. And also, apparently, at the opening night party for the movie, one of the journalists in the documentary said that like she was sitting next to him and then she was getting, she was like, I'm out of here before the movie even started. And he was like, Are you not going to stay and watch a movie? And she said, Why would I stay here and watch this piece of shit? So it's like,
0: wait, who said that Nancy Walker, or Valerie?
1: Nancy Walker, the director of the movie, she was sitting next to an entertainment journalist before the movie started. (laughs) And he said, and she was like, I'm going back to my hotel. After she went on stage, Alan Carr brought her out on stage and they did the full like waving at the crowd thing. And then she went and sat in her seat. And then as the movie was starting, she was like trying to slip out. And he was like, you're not going to stay and watch the film. And she said, why would I stay here and watch this piece of shit? And I was like, that tells you all you need to know about a film (laughs) is when the director is like, I'm not staying for this (laughs) turn. I'm
0: not wasting another second of my time on this fucking bomb that's about to explode.
1: It is like, it is like, it's a gay man's, it's a gay man's, I don't know. I would say like not dream, but like, I don't know. It is a night, it's a nightmarish like look into like- it's craziness.
0: It's a fever dream. It's a
1: fever it's a, dream. That's a perfect term, Jane.
0: Because everything is—it makes zero sense. Nope. The story is held on by a what thread. story? Yeah, exactly. There really is no story. No, it's just different, like vignettes of like performance, and like it, it. It, they also don't mention the 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 supporting cast, which is everyone's cock in their pants bulging out. These XP. bulges, baby, they are out there, man.
1: <laughs> the other the other really funny thing was that Steve Gutenberg, who plays Steve, who was apparently twenty when they filmed this movie, so young. Steve so Gutenberg young. said that he auditioned for the film, and Alan Carr told him to come back the next day for a callback, and he said, "But make sure you wear like very short shorts." Of and course. he was like, so I came back in short shorts the next day. And I was like, I bet you did good. I bet you did. Um, yeah, I'm so sure that was... it, it
0: helped. Yeah, so that's
1: how we were picking... Um, that's how we were picking this cast. It was... Uh, that was definitely... Well, that
0: was, like, one of the funniest things, too, because I was like, wow, Steve Gutenberg has gotten much better as an actor. Oh, <laughs> like-
1: absolutely, like... The first scene, though, lets you know how gay it's going to be because it literally starts with Steve Gutenberg on roller skates skating through New York City. And it is like a fun scene in the sense that, like, it is so, it's so, it feels historical in a way because you're getting so much,
0: like, footage of, like, Times Square and, like, it's also it's a lot of five minutes. It is so long. It's like this opening song about New York, which is fantastic and very 70s. Tara and I were like, oh, this has to be Elton John. It's not, but it's like, it, it, it's all about the, I think it's
1: Jacques Morel I think it's the creator of the village people and who wrote a lot of the songs I think all, is it all really these, yeah, yeah
0: that totally tracks I think like it just the sound the, oh for sure of the voice sounded yep. like Elton John and it was like very disco-y in the 70s and like the thing I love about it is like he's just like just roller skating through New York, just having interactions with anyone and everyone. And it makes it seem like New York in like the late seventies, early eighties was full of shenanigans instead of like, I don't know, murder and murder in like a, and a
1: crack, crack epidemic.
0: Yeah, epidemic. Exactly.
1: I could what- get an epidemic out for some reason. <laughs>
0: like it was like oh look at how fun and quirky new york is and it's like why don't you head on over to brooklyn see what's going on over there
1: they also kept it it was also this movie is uh, so white like they are so there is there is this sort of like way in which they like they bring in like people of color but like it's like they bring them in under like very specific like circumstances like totally they use them and they utilize them in the way that they want to but like this is a white ass world and Absolutely. like there's Which a little is not bit of
0: reflective of new, of york. new york that's yeah. always
1: a thing with like that's like was the thing with like you know that's one of the big critiques obviously of like a show like sex in the city because it's like yeah y'all really avoided like any people of color the like thing is, the thing is to
0: make new york that white you have to try
1: no, you, have like, to, you have to work like, at it. There's a person yeah. in continuity whose job it is to like shoo away any person who doesn't pass the, the paper bag test before exactly. a shot, like a big wide like shot is taken. But also <laughs> it's funny in this movie because any like black person in this movie only really interacts and in, and engages with other black people. Like when they're like at dancing 100%. and stuff, it's like clear that like the director or the choreographer is like, okay, you two black people, you interact with each other. And it's like... We're gonna have the white people do their thing, and you know, add your flavor. You know what you do.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll pan across the screen a little bit and give you're gonna
1: you get your time. moment. Don't in, worry about it. In due time. It is also the other really funny thing about this movie was there's that scene where she. I'm sorry. There's a scene in the movie towards the beginning where I. God, I'm sorry. I had so many notes in this movie. There's a scene I where v- Valerie says, "Ooh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go for my back, my Baskin Robbins rush." Which like (laughs) it's like we go to like the apartment, we find out that Gutenberg, his character Valerie is
0: Samantha Samantha. Main the main
1: woman. yeah the main woman she's like the landlady she owns this like delectably like 80s house that like jack rents a room in and like at the beginning of the movie towards the beginning she's like oh i'm gonna go into baskin robbins rush and i was like first of all i've never heard that term before i've um, never
0: heard that before but
1: you were saying it with such ease it's like you know how to product place then we go to baskin because <laughs> it's like you could have just said i'm going to get ice cream but i like that you 100%. specified and then she goes to baskin robbins and i then i was then i was uh, watching the documentary and they said that apparently alan carmita to deal with Baskin Robbins to create a flavor called You Can't Stop the Nut or the You Can't No <laughs> You Can't, <laughs> you can't no. Stop the Nuts No, you can't stop the nuts. Sorry, plural. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: that sounds like a lawsuit. <laughs> but,
1: but they but apparently, yeah, he made a thing called You Can't Stop the Nuts and that's the gayest name for I mean I guess next to You Can't Stop the Nut. You can't <laughs> yeah, stop the I nuts. Was <laughs>
0: would say you can't stop the nut is the gayest and then you add an s and it becomes slightly more ambiguous but i think we know what we're on. but saying. only
1: slightly um <laughs> but like that's a flavor that baskin robbins created which just tells me it was a room full of like straight male executives that were like
0: well yeah that
1: sounds good with yeah, no idea of like the innuendo. <laughs> but that's this whole movie. Like you like a like watching like a whole family going to watch this film and this is like
0: I can't I this is this is the uh, what is this film rated? Because this is
1: it is um yeah, because A, a you
0: see, you see some bear peen in that YMC you do. YMCA theme, you get a little boob too. You get a little boob which I'm so surprised
1: like, she agreed to even do that. I like am why? Too. I also Why also you need the my men, bare breasts? The,
0: well, also like the men hanging brain in the background. It's like you're doing this for the fucking can't stop the music, the village people story. Like, but it's Al- but it's Alan sure-
1: Carr though, you know. So yeah, they're probably make like- sure.
0: Yeah, but make sure this is going to be an Oscar contender before you show your sack on television.
1: But also, you know, theater. seven late seventies, eighties, Porky's, all those films that were coming out, Revenge of the Nerds, that had all of the nudity in them, and these were all. I think but that that much- was women. No, for sure. But this was, but this, I think this was a group of, these men were a lot of like athletes who they just brought in, who I'm sure Alan went and sought out for um, some <laughs> of these things. Sure a lot of personal auditions. It's a very specific type of body that is being celebrated. I'll tell you that. And I can oh tell you God. that like, I'm sure there were some that showed up and he was like, oh, you don't really have, your energy's off. It's like, I bet <laughs> it is. And then tells me maybe my that- body and my, my percentage <laughs> of body fat, maybe the reason why I'm not exactly making the cut.
0: Well, that was one of my notes about the YMCA scene. Oh. So they do this, like, five-minute YMCA... Oh, we're just jumping into this scene? scene. Well, because we mentioned it. Whatever. We don't have to go in order. But, like, <laughs> there is... It is the longest scene ever. It's the full song of YMCA. It seems
1: just, like it's an extended version. This is a long-ass scene. I like,
0: will say, this movie is two hours, and all of these, like... The audacity. These like big dance numbers and these music. I'm like, make this... 30 seconds. And these this didn't movie this movie and is and
1: so inappropriately long. <laughs> like it is so long. Like this is not this needs to be an hour it didn't need to be an hour and a half. It could have it could have been an after school. It could have been
0: it could have been an hour and ten minutes.
1: It <laughs> like the fact that they that they spread this out. And half of that is, to be fair, half of that is just musical numbers that apparently like somebody was like, We're not cutting. We're not cutting that
0: Right, one. exactly. Um we, we are not numbers. cutting anything. We're not well,
1: you knew they weren't well, cutting our cutting YMCA. You know that was like there <laughs> no, was like oh, that was the these, bread and
0: butter and these- that scene actually is like insane it is literally like you know those like those um m- like snuff films from yeah. like you know the 50s and 60s where it was just like
1: you maybe- starred in a couple of those didn't you
0: um <laughs> i'm not that old but thank you <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> You know those like it was just like it was just like men in their underwear working out and like or is that the right definition of a snuff no. film? Okay, I don't
1: just know so we're difference. clear. Okay, so just so you are clear, what a snuff film is is a film <laughs> where where during a sex scene. If I and I may be wrong about this, but it's a What's? film during a sex scene. I think like they either they pretend like a person is like the illusion of somebody being killed is like
0: oh. <laughs> And then it's like a pornographic movie of an actual murder. Yes. Yeah, what? So, I mean, there were some this is not what I thought. No, there meant. were
1: some dreams were killed in this movie and some careers as well, but <laughs> nobody was actually murdered. But then there apparently they are like these real ones where they'll like get like a random person off the street who's on hard times and tell them they're gonna pay them, and then like they like really kill them. It's like a whole Oh it's my a part of God
0: it's like the what? underbelly
1: of the internet it's like it's a whole thing the dark web i was gonna say black web dark dark web
0: i've heard of the dark web but i didn't know that that was like...
1: yeah, i mean i don't i'm speaking with a lot of authority right now
0: but i have but i, have <laughs> I was gonna heard, say
1: there's I watch no a lot way of true crime know shows more about I, the
0: dark web than i do
1: i mean okay take it own it wear that, wear that <laughs> crown girl um but yeah so i
0: just I've i i listened to an extensive podcast about the dark web but i also don't like an episode of a podcast no like an extensive like so you listen podcast. to
1: a podcast you are uh, just, just dedicated to glorifying the dark web jay
0: no it's not glorifying it's like talking about how it was like where whatever <laughs> Okay, i don't remember what it was um, called if i did i would I'm, it was interesting i learned a lot but i obviously did not learn what a snuff film was well, so you also didn't learn the title apparently because you don't
1: remember what it's called
0: Someone was so pe- they were actually killing people. That was like a
1: notes? thing that they would that some of them would feature like real, you know, murders oh. sort of woven in. Oh my, God. awful people, in but the
0: there world. was pornography mixed. But
1: over. it's also like a whole there's an industry that's made around like faking it, you know what I mean? Like making Murdering. it look like that's what's happening as well.
0: Why do people, whatever? I can't,
1: girl. <laughs> the, the, the things that people want to see, please.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, it's
1: horrible. Um, I can't. But yeah, I was gonna say so, us, us on our us on our soapbox. But I was gonna say no, this isn't a soapbox. This is just no. Not this is being a, this, a monster.
0: This, yeah, this is it's murder. wrong. Like yeah. we we have a lot of questionable tastes, as you all know from this Jane podcast. Does for but sure, yeah. We but brand Brandon chose You, it. you literally, i tr- <laughs> This is
1: a part of queer history, Jane, and I wanted to educate you. Okay. <laughs> My goodness, it's not all about U-Hauls and I don't know flannels. <laughs> car queen stereotype. um so yeah so Anyways. i in my notes i literally put why is this movie 2 hours that was one of my notes
0: yeah. um and
1: 100% and also it's really funny because like we Valerie Perrine who plays Samantha she is like i just love like first of all her agent, Sydney, is like calling her and like, you, like, we need you to unretire, basically. And like, the oh, no. scene is like Samantha literally like standing outside in overalls with a hammer, just like hammering like a table leg on a table, <laughs> on like, a, cha- a head hammering. She's hammering a chair, like a leg of a, a chair that's already attached. It's like so strange. She's just also just she's hammering it from like the bottom. And she's like, <laughs> I'm busy.
0: And it's like, w- when? Doing what? What is your life? The thing that is so confusing about this whole movie is that the choices that anybody makes at any point at any time have zero justification at all times. You can't understand why anybody makes the choice that they make in that moment.
1: It's no, really it's a lot of wild choices, and it's just, and we move through things really quickly. But like, we establish her as like the, I guess, the world's like preeminent like supermodel, and, and like they're, they're like obsessively calling
0: her. her as if she's the only, person, only supermodel, only, only supermodel, supermodel to ever walk the
1: face of the earth. They're like, <laughs> we need you. We need a supermodel. We need an aging supermodel. Um, we are pulling you out of retirement. The and it's also what she's trying to pull her out of retirement for is a milk commercial. <laughs> It's like, that's so the big get that's supposed to pull her out of retirement. And she says her, she's like, um, she says something about the Milk Association. It's like, what is this?
0: Why? I have no idea. I, They're I like, don't, we need you back, may, girl. Maybe in 1980, Big Milk had a bigger pull than it does oh now. I don't know. We've got all different kinds of nut milks that have, you know,
1: sort of You can't stalls. stop the nut. You know that.
0: <laughs> I've always and, said.
1: And apparently I, you can't stop the milk either.
0: And that will hold up in a court of law um yeah
1: those the calcium <laughs> goons are going to come after you if you're not careful
0: also i am begging someone in this movie to wear a bra anyone yeah. a if they're not, if these anyone. bulges are
1: out and i like do you think that <laughs> do you think that those men were wearing underwear do you think
0: they were no or or like they were stuffing their pants well th- there's a like, the
1: thing those pants and those jeans are so in shorts as well booty shorts everything yeah, is okay. so tight it's like i don't know how you weren't getting like some sort of burn because it is just like they are stuffed into these denim like i don't know how
0: anyone was comfortable also like what do you do when you get a boner and your pants are that tight
1: i guess read them and weep baby (laughs) because everybody's taking it in around here
0: i guess Um, everybody knows how everybody feels
1: (laughs) also we have like well also at the house when we first get to the house we have like samantha and we have jack and then we have philippe and
0: philippe who is the native american in a headdress um unit from the village people who's apparently their neighbor who
1: pops in whatever yeah, broke he in. Broke into her. Yeah, house that's right. When when she gets because home, because
0: his yeah. TV wasn't working,
1: and he just broke into the house, and it's a full split-level fantasy, and he's just hanging out watching something on TV, Gunsmoke, and um, <laughs> she also has the biggest apartment in New York City. It's not an apartment; it's a house. It's a whole it's a, house.
0: It's and huge. And it's in the village. Yeah.
1: And also, there's a moment. There's a weird moment where like they're trying to like break up a scene. They're trying to. They're trying to they're trying to put a punctuation on the scene and end it to move on. And like, she's talking to Jack about like getting his, like getting his music off the ground. And she drags him for his lack of vocal ability. She says yeah. like, these songs are cute. You're writing, but like, have you thought about getting like a true vocalist um on the tracks? Which is like, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some of the singers on the radio. I I've thought the same thing about some of these songwriters that have been really peaking and making success. Names. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not name no cuz I'm not gonna get drugged Let's just say her song. Her songs are always an A minor, and I'll leave it at that. Um, but <laughs> they, but they did. But yeah, like he comes in the room and he's like Valerie. He's like Valerie. There's oh, some of the water spilled on the carpet, and she like r- she's like screaming and she runs in and she starts like patting the carpet. I'm like, what? It's just carpet and water. Like, she
0: what is has it? a blow dryer blowing on like the water it is on so the carpet. So strange.
1: And she's like, oh, She's like, the carpet cost a mint. It's like, okay,
0: it's, it's fine. It's so weird, and like. Their backstory, why Jack lives at her apartment, is basically because he was house-sitting for her like a year ago and never left. And he's like a squatter, I guess.
1: He's a dental dental school
0: dropout. He's a dental school dropout. And then he's... But it's hard to... She like refers to him as her little brother.
1: And then Mm -hmm. he goes...
0: If you want to get mushy, stop thinking of, of me as your little brother. And then he does some weird, like, tickle gesture, and I cannot figure out what he's saying in that moment. Do you know?
1: No. Is it sexual? Just, he, no, I think I mean, I, well, I know he's just, you know, they're they're grown and sexy, and I think he's probably just hinting at like there could be more maybe between the two of them.
0: Oh my god! And then it's, we get the, the 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 um the dance scene at the disco oh Jack at the has club horse, jack's and djing first gig which like she was like just dis- like uh, discouraging him about but then still went it was like there is I and don't also know, she, well she showed
1: up and then she was like oh my god your songs are so incredible like she shows up she gasses him up she goes up to the DJ booth up she was just dragging him for his vocals and No, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm flipping the scenes around, which is easier to do with this movie. This is yeah. the scene where she goes and she tells him, oh my God, your your tunes are so good. It's like a DJ. And, yeah. he, and he's like loving it. And then we have a big, we have one of our first big dance sequences where like, it's just a lot of people doing the hujikuchi on the dance floor. Everybody's writhing and grinding on each other. And like,
0: it's yeah, very pelvic cocaine. forward.
1: Everybody, everybody, oh, and that was something they brought up on the in the documentary too. Somebody said it should have been called You Can't Stop the Cocaine because everybody... <laughs>
0: You can tell everybody's coked up. Those were the only
1: lines getting done in this movie because some of the ones in the script seem pretty pretty shaky, so guess they had to figure out a way. Uh,
0: it was like, it was just, and it, the dance scene was so long and so unnecessary, but that guy showed up, who we never see again, but he was in the other movie that we watched. Jack Weston. Yeah, Jack Weston. What was that? St- Carmine? Uh, yeah, Carmine from what was the movie, though? What was it called? Why is it sca- escaping my brain? Oh! the
1: um, Oh my god. I cannot believe I can't think of the name of it.
0: I can't think of it either. We did it for the podcast. It's the, it's, the Ritz. The Ritz. The Ritz. It's really funny. You guys should yes, watch it. It's a lot it's of like fun. It's like a similar, in terms of campiness to this And, and like a
1: reverence. Yeah. yeah. But that movie actually has a plot. Um, yes. And that this absolutely. movie does everything it can to elude one. <laughs> like it is working overtime to make sure that like pieces are not falling into place. Um... It's this scene is really hot and saucy. I agree. I did apparently write in my notes the thing that you said about bras not being admissible because there isn't <laughs> there are no bras to be. It's so interesting when I look at stuff from like the like the 70s and the 80s through like a lens of like, you know, like me like a general Zer, And it's like so strange. <laughs> okay,
0: buddy. You are a geriatric millennial.
1: Um, I look at <laughs> I, I won't take that on. Um, I'm a, I'm a right, I'm in, I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm right in the middle of what millennial are. Where millennials okay. are. Um, sure. but yeah, come on, big sis, let me have that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, the movie. There's a lot of breasts like on display. Um, Which like is fine. It's great. No, it's great. It's just like it's just like everyone. Like nobody's wearing a bra. Nobody's wearing underwear. Um, we're. I mean, we're still in the. We're in that era of like freedom, though. Like we're we're out of the seventies. We're moving into the eighties. We revitalized. This is also before the um, the AIDS epidemic started too. Yeah. So it's so like we're the, still, and we have birth control. <clears throat> um, yeah. And we're fucking having conversations about fucking birth control right now. Yeah. It That's... is. Oh God, it's crazy. Oh. But yeah, we have all of these things that have happened. So it's really, this is like a, an, an era that is really benefiting from all of the work of like preceding like eras and activism. And um, mm-hmm. we're, you know, it really is. It, this movie does feel like sexually, like there's a sexual freedom that is sort of being totally. explored in this film. And people are really just like letting it do what it, you're it in do. in a
0: city like New York. New
1: York. Where,
0: you know, you can be... You know, obviously it was difficult in 1980 to be gay and, you know, anywhere in the world, but it's For easier sure. to do it in New York City where there's less of a stigma, less of, you know, again, it wasn't great, but it was certainly better than, you know, Dubuque or it somewhere in the...
1: Drag, know. no, Drag Dubuque. It would have It would have uh, been... You could only do this movie in, like, a New York or, like, you could... Or, like, um, or
0: San, Francisco, San Francisco. Which is the two locations of this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, baby. Um, also, one of the quotes that I wrote down, Sydney, who is, the for, who is a former agent of Samantha, who's trying to get her back on the hook for this big milk ad that she's got herself roped into, she says when she gets off the phone with Samantha after she initially turns down and declines to do it, she says to her assistant who's a character we'll talk about lulu she says to her lulu. sister she says she says in reference to samantha she's the garbo of models everybody's clamoring yes. for her and i'm going to deliver her if it's the last thing i do and it's just like <laughs> girl ain't nobody asking about her they have moved on
0: they have moved the fuck on like there isn't a million white pretty blonde white pretty blonde
1: women, white, pretty blonde women <laughs> in the world they gotta have this one um yeah yeah and i'm and then sure she,
0: she has i'm sure she has her own je ne sais quoi uh, um right to use a term from you and your My upper travels. echelon um friends have you ever been but. to burgundy before
1: <laughs> okay that's all that's the answer that i got right there you have to say anything else that american to, chuckle told me everything i needed to know
0: i've been to paris
1: Ugh, okay um one of the other great quotes too was that what she actually so Samantha actually says to Jack is the songs may be wonderful but your voice sounds like a cry for help which is really funny because <laughs> it actually is so mean <laughs> it is so cruel and also not true because like we're listening to the songs in the movie and I think that we're supposed to believe that that first song in the movie is him singing and that the which person it, singing fine. has a nice voice so it's like yeah. it doesn't make sense it's like if y'all wanted that to be a plot point then you should have actually recorded the songs with a struggle vocal and I know some singers that could have probably helped you out. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And then we get, are we going to say, sorry, Jenny?
0: No, I was just going to say, and then like we get the next day at the house where he's like going over his songs and she's like, you need to get singers, like you need singers or whatever. And he says a line that I can't even fathom. He goes, today nobody sings, everybody dances. And I was, Like what in the actual fuck are you saying? You're literally writing songs for people to sing. Of course you need singers.
1: Well, yeah, that you're a songwriter and nobody sings. Yeah, nothing. I mean,
0: songs with lyrics. Yeah, you're hoping
1: you're hoping that somebody's (laughs) singing something, somebody's crooning something. I get that. Like you don't need vocal powerhouses to deliver. Although, like. I mean, this movie still feels very—it's—it's—we're it, coming out of the '70s, so it is very disco influenced, and like, also, it stands like—it it should be brought up that like this is also we're on the verge of like the revolt against disco as well going into the 80s so you know what i mean but if you listen to like those singers from the 70s those disco singers you're like oh they they were like if you listen to like you know like a Thelma Houston if you listen to like a Donna Summer like she's vocally laying it down disco music is such a bad
0: there's no there is absolutely no Oh, um, dissent from me that like there were some disco tw- queens who could sing the shit out of the song. You had a couple of hits
1: in the 80s, didn't you?
0: Um, I did, but they were deemed too graphic for the radio, so they were sort of an underground, pass an eight track around type of thing.
1: You, oh, because they were so risque,
0: yeah, they were too, uh, too erotic for the radio, too risque. I remember um, Struggle Bus. I remember that song. Um, Everybody hop on the Struggle wasn't. Bus, the Struggle Bus.
1: My name's Jane Hammer. I'm on the Struggle Bus, the Struggle Bus. Don't have to worry because my vocals uh. don't need no rush, don't need no rush. Everybody keeps saying that I'm made of messy stuff, of messy stuff. That was a song. And you said your whole name in it. So don't try and distance yourself from your legacy.
0: That was some of my earlier work. That, was did
1: that, that work. didn't chart though, did it?
0: No, it it failed to break thought. the Billboard Hot 100 or even the 200. Um, How
1: did it do in the Billboard 1000?
0: Uh, again, failed to break. So, But this is, you know, this is pre-SoundCloud where anybody could go viral, you know. Pre- you really just
1: had to have TikTok. good songs. You really just had to have solid songs back then, I think. Wasn't that really what it was? Just like talent because you didn't have things to hide behind like IG and like. You know, studio people that are, you know, giving you the full, like, T-Pain, buy you a drink treatment. You had to really just bring it in raw How
0: dare you? A T-Pain. How dare you? How dare okay. You?
1: Um, we're going to, we'll, we'll actually, we'll include a clip from that video um, of of the struggle bus. The track that um, didn't quite do what, what do you, Jane had hoped it would do. We'll put do it on, on our IG. That?
0: How do you have that?
1: Um... I I went out to lunch last week with uh Chris Hansen and um he had gotten his hands on some uh as he put it um unsavory Chris Hansen footage. has
0: been on a decade-long tour to humiliate me, and this sounds like something he put together himself. So cool. He said
1: that you that. would say that. He also mentioned that you coined the term Hansy Hansen after he accidentally brushed up against you at a party at Bronson Pincho's house. <laughs>
0: yeah i'm just are 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 you engaging in some victim blaming i'll tell you what doesn't look good he told me that you two were perfect strangers telling a woman he said you were perfect strangers her claims of sexual harassment must be false look me in the eye and tell me that
1: no i i I think that we've gotten off on the on the i do too let's Um, go
0: back let's go back to to samantha's walking tour of new york city trying to find singers for the village people at the time when i was watching this i did not know that she was i did not know this movies about the village people at all and one of my notes was oh really is this woman trying to form the village people
1: that's so funny
0: (laughs) because yes she
1: was (laughs) well samantha also knows everybody apparently and so she does her her, and also did you notice that the ice cream cone kept changing the flavors every time she would (laughs) baby it's it's not just Christopher Nolan who knows what's going on who knows what's going on with the directing every time she would like she would walk out of like a building she'd be in like a new sidewalk um, or like a car would pass by and as like as the car passes her all of a sudden she's got a new ice cream cone um, which by the way she doesn't take a lick of like she does this like (laughs) she does this faux eating of the ice cream cone that i was like was that directorial or is that just like an actress who doesn't want to doesn't want to stack them on um because (laughs) she would she would pretend to eat it though that was the thing she would put her mouth to it and she would do fake licks which was so funny to me it was like girl either lick it or don't but like this in between
0: just (laughs) you're not you're not that's that yeah. actually is what was said at your trial, wasn't it? That was a direct quote from you and kind of oh, that was the thing that got my. you in trouble.
1: God, the defamation <laughs> the defamation trial that they tried to they tried to pin some stuff on me. Um and it didn't work out for them, did it? Because at the end of the day, in the court of public opinion, I was I was found innocent. And I take a lot of pride in that because when you get involved in a legal battle with mm with the ronald mcdonald foundation (laughs) they don't hold back they pull out the big guns and i as you all know what i did as soon as i got the call from my publicist you know Mm. i i picked up my phone and i only needed one number on that phone that i had to dial none of the other ones were useful to me it was 222 2222 baby (laughs) it was it was i got i got my boy glenn Lerner on the phone and he took care of and he learned them that day okay so he
0: learned
1: them absolutely and Jane. that's how you got away with it and if you're so, not careful hold on if you're not careful i want yeah. you to know that i will take you back to court too okay
0: everything's everything is being and everything, everything
1: is, is gonna come recorded. out
0: nothing is getting deleted everything's here i everything i have gonna, that
1: footage from puerto vallarta where you claimed to go for a little r&r but then you came back with a bbl and it was like
0: where that took us come from mama Tell me where. Tell me. Tell me where that's illegal. I'd love to know in the. It's not
1: illegal, but when you go on your IG and you tell everybody to drink this tummy tea that you've been hawking with. <laughs> me with and Khloe Kardashian. You, you can Go Kekke been been <laughs> hawking, and you're telling them to drink this turmeric, you know, jellyfish tea, and you're wearing Wait waist trainers. It's too
0: much. Wait a minute. We need to what. Well, uh, at some point I would love to talk to you about Kourtney Kardashian's wedding
1: oh my god it looked like such a dream
0: <laughs> didn't it did
1: it look like a no. did it look like a fantasy no no looked, no no <laughs> You never wanted to get married in a Quentin Tarantino movie before?
0: (laughs) Everyone looks like an extra from Kill Bill. Everybody. one and two.
1: (laughs) Everybody. Yeah, it is. It's giving that. It's giving desperato. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. And Travis is looking like he just showed up.
0: Yeah, Travis. All the pictures of Travis—he look, looked worried. Did you see like, the
1: shot where he—he—he he, he actually was there? He actually turned and he whispered to his best man, "What's my age again?" And because um, he was trying to figure it out too.
0: Were any of the Blink boys there?
1: I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, if you blink, you'd miss them. I think is really <laughs> sort of like the general consensus. Um, if they were, they were in the back somewhere. Because um, this—this wasn't the war, This wasn't your warp Tour crew, okay?
0: I went. I saw Blink One Eighty Two when I was in eighth grade. It was a great show. Yeah, so I was sort of ahead of the curve.
1: Um, Just it seems like you were just right there with the curve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway,
1: so um... we get. I like that we get. (laughs) <laughs> we get a shot of of um Philippe, where Philippe is now wearing just one feather. And he's not too happy about it. He said, no, "I had to, he said not. I left my feathers to be oiled, and they gave me this one to wear."
0: First of all, and I we're love, all just sitting here praying that he has Native American
1: heritage. So that's all you can really do, because it's like I don't want to touch this, and I don't know. So, and I, know I it's looked like an it up, 80. and it's like
0: he 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 claims a couple of different tribes, and they're like, sure, 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 sure. The lineage is unclear, and I was like, all right, well, that's someone else's problem.
1: Yeah, and exactly.
0: Felipe's problem. I guess. And how
1: does that feel? As a white woman
0: to try and
1: <laughs> clock the ethnicity of this man,
0: I just wanted to know if I could roast him or not for being racist. That's you why just I looked, did. Looked you just
1: did. You just roasted. <laughs> I'm him saying our I don't.
0: I don't know. I don't know. And I think he doesn't know either. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty touch and go. Um <laughs> I do
1: also think that it's interesting because it's like, where are you getting these feathers oiled at? And did they uh, have a is, and they
0: what, who gets their feathers oiled? Is that a thing?
1: And also who like you went to a place that apparently they had an extra they were like, here goes our like loner headdress <laughs> to wear that's just one feather until we get you good and ready again. It's also, like
0: is this like a dealership you bring your car in to get worked on and they give you a rental? Like?
1: Apparently, what a business too, to like keep like a business that to keep a business afloat. Like this is a niche market. So it's like, good on it, good on you, and good on you for maintenance, because you know something about feathers I don't. Because I didn't know that Me was a thing.
0: I didn't know you needed to get them oiled, but I own zero headdresses. So
1: that's right. As it should be. <laughs> um so
0: that was really funny. And
1: then we also, we have, like, the beginning of, like... We have the beginning of Samantha sort of rounding people up. We get a construction worker who sings a song called I Love You to Death. Um, and it is, like...
0: It I, is I don't, so long.
1: What is it? It's, like, a <laughs> Wrangler's commercial, like, meets, like, a uh, Robert Palmer, like, behind-the-scenes footage. It is... Yeah, it's like
0: a DIYer's entire glitter collection.
1: It's it's a lot of glitter, and I know that these people were like just dust, like digging it out of their cracks for weeks. It is. I
0: have the same note. I was like, I know that at one point they like pour a bunch of glitter down his like very like thick chest thick. hair, and I was like, he was picking that out for weeks afterwards.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's him <laughs> in his in his construction uniform. It's a lot of red and silver in the sets. The the five or six like backup dancers are these women with these all they have that like this like severe like bun and then they're all wearing different like versions of like flouncy dresses like evening dresses mm-hmm. with like really saucy cutouts and but it's all about him and he is arriving on the floor he's swinging on poles he's on ladders He's all over the place. And he also and he loves us to death and he loves us to death. And he's tooting his booty in the middle of the floor on all fours in one, in one point. So it's like, he's given, he's giving the girls what they want. Um, but it is like our introduction to like this form of storytelling, because we don't have a moment like this before. So we're,
0: no, this is our first is, like musical number. And it's our first
1: time. It's our first moment where we're like, Oh, we're not dealing with the rules of reality. So like, <laughs> yeah. we've got, we've got this completely happening. And, and
0: I will say it comes a little too late in the movie because I was like, wait, is this a musical? Like, we've already been doing this for like 15, 20 minutes. Like-
1: it's a minute into the movie that this happens. We're like, oh, we're doing this now? And it's also, we just <laughs> met him. Like she, like, she walks up to him and this starts. So it's like... <laughs> He's not a character that we've established any... I mean, we don't have connections with any of these people, but he's a character no. we especially don't have connections with because we don't know him. And then all of a sudden, we're in a fantasy sequence, a sequence where he is covered in sequence. Um, exactly. And, and it's a and it's all about him for five full minutes. It's a full fantasy moment. And then um, there's a moment right after this where... Okay, so we have an educational moment coming up. So, Jane, how, how should we go about addressing... Caitlyn Jenner, in terms of this film.
0: Okay, so I'm glad you asked because I've already thought about this, and this—I knew cute. you had—and
1: <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to give Jane the floor. She is my woke warrior, and I know that she will get us on the right path.
0: So, not that this is uh,
1: about being woke, by the way. This is just about being like decent
0: human beings who like were, funny we're people right. This is just like. Exactly. This is just being fucking cool and like <laughs> addressing people how they want to be addressed. Absolutely. Um. So this is Caitlyn Jenner's film debut and she's obviously uses she, her pronouns now, but this was pre-transition. When we're talking about the actor Caitlyn Jenner, we're going to use she, her pronouns even though this was pre-transition, those are her pronouns now. So we're going to use those. And when we refer to the actor, Caitlyn Jenner, we're going to use her name, Caitlyn. We're not going to use her dead name at all, um, which is her name before she changed it. And when we're talking about the character of Ron, we can use he, him pronouns because that is how the character identifies. And that is, you know, what the the character is, um, you know. How do I say this? The character is male presenting and the character uses he, him pronouns. So I think we're talking about Ron, we can say he, him, but if we want to talk about the actor, Caitlyn Jenner, then we'll say she, her. If That is,
1: absolutely. That sounds perfect. And um, yeah, so we're going to, so we're going to dive into it because we meet the character of Ron White and he has apparently shown up at a dinner party that, that, I keep wanting to say Valerie, that Samantha's having at her home that like everybody's just at. And...
0: This we, is like, she, Samantha walked around the neighborhood and just invited people to this willy-nilly A group
1: party. of, sh- she made sure, well, she made sure that these men had meaty bulges. I will give her that. And then she was like, that is the only, that's the only card that you need to, to get into this apartment, baby.
0: Because she knows how to throw a good party.
1: She does. And she <laughs> is having this party and Ron shows up with, because Ron says that he knows her sister. And, oh my God, I'm actually, I'm actually forgetting. Okay. So before this, Ron is stuck up on the street by an, like an 80 year old woman. Like Ron's on the street and this woman falls over and he goes to help her up and she pulls out a gun. Also, that woman's face was so scary. She had like a (laughs) wild looking face and she was like, stick him up. Stick em up, see? <laughs> and Ron's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, yeah, you know, fuck it. It's a lot. This... So we get like something else that's really funny is that, so we've got our, like, the whole thing with our, um with Jack, our lead, is that like, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg is that the goot the Good? is like, the goot, goot, the goot is like, he's struggling to like survive and to like make sense of like his life. And he's really like strapped for cash, and he's living in this house, and he could barely pay rent. And then all of a sudden his mom shows up and she is like extremely money. <laughs> like in several things happen. she shows up, she clearly has money. She's wearing Poochie by the way, which yep. is a very expensive designer, especially in like the seventies and the eighties. And she's got bags of stuff from Bloomingdale's. And she says, I rode in on a bus. And I'm like, no, you didn't girl. You didn't take a no, bus into town. You took not. a private car. And she, but it's like, you have all this money and she's just name dropping. And it's like, what If you've got oodles of cash to spend on Bloomingdale's and a rock poochie and your son is here and he can barely pay rent if he's paying rent at all, like, why don't you give up some of that coin and help him out? Because you seem to really love everything that's happening as long as it doesn't come from Mama's pocketbook.
0: Right. She's like, oh, you're a genius. Like, I can't. You're the most amazing composer ever. And it's like, all right, well.
1: If I was Samantha, I would have been like the math ain't mathin because your mama (laughs) is clearly coined up and you've been living in my like in my guest room for a year.
0: Squatting. Squatting.
1: And you've been literally paying me on like occasional glances of you in booty shorts and like merriment. (laughs) And it's like, I need some hard cash. okay? even though I'm the supermodel of the world (laughs) and I've got big milk chomping the bits to get their hands on me to promote that that calcium concoction that they're selling. I still want my money. So it's a funny scene. And also, Lulu just becomes out of control in this scene. She Lulu is... we All we know about Lulu at this point is that... So- horny. <laughs> she is She is literally, all we know about her is that she is Sydney's assistant. But like, we don't really talk about that anymore until the very end of the movie either. But like, she shows up at the beginning. She seems like this put-upon assistant but that's such a, that's not really who she is and like, that doesn't no. really give us anything. She could have just been Sydney's friend. I don't know why they like, made her Had to. I'm mean, sorry, sorry. She could have just been Samantha's friend. Sorry, Samantha. Right. I don't know why they made her Sydney's assistant for that first scene and like, it's not really a factor that we like explore a lot throughout the film. She just at a certain point becomes like a friend of our leading lady and it's like she could have just been that all along. I don't know why they needed that. And she's just
0: like Hanging around the band the whole movie.
1: By the way, I, I will you be at a job, girl. I also will be clear and saying that this movie is giving me like piecemeal teas, like nobody's business. So I am sure that like they were just putting these scenes together on a day-by-day basis. And there was <laughs> when they shot that scene with her as sit as um Sydney's assistant. I'm sure they shot these scenes later and they were like, Oh, she was kind of funny. Let's get her in to spice things up. I bet I'm anything. Sure. Like they yeah, had yeah, yeah. no through line for this character or any sort of development, and nobody did storyboarding where they said sat down with the script and tried to make A <laughs> fit with B. And I think there probably is a reason why they didn't. Um, yeah
0: I, I think it was like, sort of throw more
1: just... meaty bulges in, in the middle. That'll that'll give it <laughs> continuity. That'll bridge these gaps. You know
0: meaty baby. bulges and lines of cocaine are what fueled this movie.
1: Absolutely. And-
0: And then the funny thing, too, is like Lulu, like every line out of Lulu's mouth is like, oh, I'd love a piece of that meat. Like she is absolutely frothing for every person that comes through the door. And it's like she's not a she's not a person. She's an idea of horniness. It's so funny.
1: It's yeah, it's a lot. And she's literally like she's just chasing people around um, the party kind of. Like yeah. she's just like moving around the party, and she is like chasing people down, and it is like what, like what's going on here? Um, and w- what is your tie-in really? Like I feel like because, and also she says one of the most problematic lines in the movie. Um, to Philippe, she says to she says it's oh, yeah. it's in reference to Philippe. She says it to Samantha. She says when he walks by, she says, "Tell him I'll make up for the indignities they suffered in roots." and i was like i mean what <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons first of all it was confusing because he's native american and Roots right is famously I- a movie about like b- slaves uh, post middle passage like black african slaves so it's like
0: what that was it- the thing that i was really confused or about is it just was- like and I then haven't it was, seen Roots in a really long time. Did I forget that there was a part about Native American? And I saw your Roots
1: last week, but you got those taken care of. So thank you for that, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, that was a moment where I was like, no, your hair looks amazing. But there was a moment where <laughs> that happened. And then the other thing was like, I was like, so it's offensive for that reason. But then the other reason it was offensive to me was like, we're just not going to like show any like... I mean, if you're gonna make a racist joke, it's not even a racist joke about the right race. It was like you don't right. even like it have enough respect <laughs> to make like a racist joke about his about his race. It, so it just it was for a lot of reasons. It was like this one just is not it. But it's like you don't fucking care. He's different than you. He's an other, and we'll throw whatever other joke in we want to. Exactly. Um, or or that was a shot that was or that was a scene that was shot with like Officer Simpson, and somebody was like, "Ooh, we got to change it." And so oh. they didn't change the joke. Oh. They were like, oh, we can't say that to a black actor. Let's take that out. But let's just throw an actor who's not black and it'll, and it'll read. So it's I, possible that happened.
0: That is actually such a good point because... I'm sure now. I'm sure that's what happened because the mess and the chaos behind the scenes would absolutely leave the door open for something like that. I mean, it had to have.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of switcheroos happening. Also, I do. I don't think we can overstate. These people are not great actors, but Caitlyn Jenner, she is. (laughs) She's in a league of her own, baby. She She is is one of the
0: worst. (laughs) She is delivering every line. Like, like, it's from her diaphragm. Like, she's screaming everything in anger. And there's a lot of punching,
1: there's a couple of, like, punch in the air moments, too, that are really,
0: like, (laughs) girl. Well, okay, so, so this is a party, but it's also a... Um, as they as they as they said, uh, recording a real live backyard album, and it was like, what? I thought this was like re- rehearsal. These people have never sang together, and yet they are. Uh, office, Officer Simpson shows up. They have a couple of. They
1: throw like, they throw Officer Simpson into this group. He just like just literally just <laughs> like they knows, push him outside.
0: And he knows everything. He knows every lyric. He knows the melody. He knows the key, and they. They sing like they've been singing together for years, and I will say Officer Simpson is the is is these black
1: men up. these black the, men in the, in the village locally. people are literally these black men are carrying yes, these village the whole people group. like because
0: everyone else is just saying like huh huh in the background like just making noises this I song
1: and milkshake milkshake is a bop I'm not gonna lie um, I don't like any of these you songs. like milkshake though I don't you don't like YMCA. <laughs>
0: YMCA actually I like because I have nostalgia the 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 but like I don't like I don't like like YMCA
1: I don't like you, you love like it that song, I get it like, me too um,
0: but anyways they like they sing perfectly together and they also have like their dance moves down too and it's also like, who wants the
1: soundscape know, of a, of an album out. recorded in the backyard at somebody's house like who yeah, who is just like as who what listener has ever been like this is good this studio version but I would love to hear a version with like a grill going and like a bunch of people puttering around and like dropping plates and like a, yeah. a, a backyard sort of like oral <laughs> moment nobody wants yeah. that
0: no, get to the it's studio. It's like just distracting. Y'all would
1: have been better off in the closet. in one, I mean, none of you are going in the closet, but y'all no. would have been better off like in a room, <laughs> the door closed, right,
0: <laughs> with a good mic. By the way, who, um, Jack, Steve Gutenberg, the Goot, is good, all good. he, all he d- is doing during this whole thing is just holding the mic up for everybody to sing into. It's like, all right, they can hold their own mic. This is no longer yours. This is theirs. yeah.
1: It's not like they're holding on the sheet music. <laughs> So yeah, they can because everybody's committed it to memory, apparently. And he also says at one point, we don't have enough sheet music, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't care. Also, at one and point And everybody
0: seems to know all, everybody the knows whole song, So it's apparently,
1: hot. yeah, especially like Officer Simpson, who's taken Lee votes, and he just walked in and probably thought he <laughs> would just come in for a slice of lasagna with some white people. And then also Jack and Lulu meet up and they become buddy buddy. And then at one point, Lulu I think mentioned she has some weed. And then they go into oh my like God. they like go into this little room to smoke weed, and they come out and they give us a POV shot. Which they weirdly do a couple of POV shots in this movie out yeah. of nowhere. It's not something they commit to, but we get a POV shot from Jack's vantage point, and it is, and he's seeing like triples, and it's almost like looking through like a kaleidoscope. And I'm like, you must have hit something else in there because that is not. <laughs> That's not how it it's works. Also
0: like this is one of the biggest nights of your life. Of and your life, you're trying to make
1: money. You're trying to get your dream you're off to the put ground. A
0: group together, and you're like, I know. And what you're freebasing in one of the rooms on the side of the house. I'll go smoke some unknown, possibly weed, maybe something else substance with the horniest person here, mm. and then come out and do my best. But. As with everything else in this movie, it doesn't pan out. It doesn't have any consequences. It doesn't matter. It just, he gets high and nothing happens. They have one POV shot of him seeing triple and then he moves on with his life. And
1: and then his mom shows up and um, all's well, like everybody's good (laughs) and they give their messy performance and um, everybody's living for it. And I wrote down Lulu is out of control because she's literally just running around chasing people. Um, And also I don't understand why Ron White is still here. Like Ron White literally was just
0: supposed br- to drop
1: off the cake. <laughs> but even that, like, why that even? Like, he's arrived with a cake from her sister, and it's like, why you're you're her sister's neighbor? Why couldn't you just get a cake? You live in New York. Go get a cake from the bakery around the corner next to the Baskin Robbins you've been loitering at. Like why
0: it's like it's supposed to, is a gift from her sister. I don't it's understand. Like,
1: I don't understand why this why this is his job though. It's a weird they just, thing. And
0: they needed to get Ron White at this party, and they have the loosest, <laughs> most nonsensical excuse for it. Like oh yeah, so like it just makes so, no sense.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But then he ends up like back at the house, and he gets lasagna spilt all over his.
0: Why is she constantly making lasagna? Why is all she knows how to make? <laughs> it is like.
1: A baked ziti would have been cute, like something else. I'd love to see her maybe tackle Stromboli. So a roasted veg always is good. Um, (laughs) It's you know, Pride Month. So roasted veg is good too. Um, Love it. But yeah,
0: delicious. Warm and wet.
1: Did your family listen to this podcast? What are you doing? Turning to May West all of a sudden, my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, so cut that out. My the, family um,
0: does uh, listen to this podcast. I literally Please said can't out. stop
1: the nut earlier, so I think we're good. Um, if,
0: <laughs> I said serve warm and wet. Like this <laughs> needs to be cut.
1: it <laughs> almost sounds like a like a Nicki Minaj lyric, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh serve my and God.
1: warm and wet. I'm the one that you won't forget. If you thought you'd come for me, then you better take another bet.
0: Ooh, okay, freestyle queen. Thank you. Thank you. I've got to release that
1: album. I've got to.
0: You know what? It's okay if you don't. So, um... <laughs> oh, you know what the funniest fucking... The shadiest line of this movie. So, Jack Steve Gutenberg remembers all of a sudden that, um... Samantha's ex-boyfriend is, like, the president of this record company. And he's, like, trying to go convince her to go talk to him. And she's like, I don't want to talk to him. Like, things ended poorly, whatever. And right before the scene, she says she's she's had a bad day and she needs two snowballs and a ding-dong, meaning, um, you know, like, the little Debbie's snacks. Yes. And Jack says, and she's like, ugh, I don't want to swell my pride and go talk to him. And Jack goes, anybody that can swallow two snowballs and a ding dong shouldn't have any trouble with pride. <laughs> like, that is the shadiest fucking thing you can say to somebody Ugh. who's trying to help you out.
1: Also, for no reason. For That's for the Nelson. other thing. It's like, it's so unclear because it's like, you don't really understand why Samantha is like. Riding so hard for this. It makes no sense. Like why she's such a ride or die.
0: And then like later, Ron becomes such a ride or die too. He even quits his job in order to become the lawyer for the village people. And it's like, why is everybody so on board with this media? Mediocre- or,
1: but also, why have we not seen any connections being made between any of these characters? It's like, <laughs> no! when did you get, when did you become, like, when did you become writer? Like, there's no moment where we see Samantha or Ron interact or engage with any members of the band ever the b- members no. of the, to be honest the members of the band speak very little in this film like they, they don't are, really have they... agency they just sort of do what they're told to do but it's like there's no moments where we get to see like one of the members in a one-on-one scene with like i mean i think that's by design um cuz if these people are the if these are the stars and these are the ones they got and that's how they're delivering them then i'm sure <laughs> there was some stuff left on that cutting room floor but yeah like we don't really see the <laughs> village people do a lot of talking they just sort of show up for sequences in in like in their village people outfits
0: Exactly. And And then say something, deliver it, you know, the best they can.
1: The best they can. But it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, no, the lines are few and far between. And, um, We like we get Ron and her also like at the house at one point. It's like there's almost there's a moment where Ron after the lasagna gets spilled on the suit where Ron's in like this weird barber chair that's like in the living room. And then she's like and he like he's messing with like first of all, he's sitting in the chair without his pants on because they have lasagna on them. So she goes to like clean them. And then there's there's that like lever on the side of the barber chair and he like pulls it and he's shocked when it like propels him back. I'm sorry.
0: no no no. i this is totally fine he's in the barber chair he's propelled backwards but before we get there i don't know if you noticed this part but i literally could not deal with it so they spill the lasagna and they like freak out about getting his pants off and like cleaning up his pants but later she goes she's cleaning up the spilled lasagna in the kitchen it's all over the fucking floor. Yeah. And she goes, I'll think about that tomorrow and puts the sponge in the sink and <laughs> leaves. The plan is to leave like a t- entire tray of like saucy spilled lasagna all over the floor all night.
1: This like- is like white linoleum. It's like, girl, if you don't clean this up, if it's not clean- planned. Uh,
0: uh, how can you, how can you go and then you can't go sleep. and
1: have their... Yeah, no, sleep. and then they go smash.
0: Then they go smash in her peach bedroom. Exactly. And I was like, I could not perform sexually knowing that there was that much laundry. I'm sorry, there was that much. That's, your, that's your
1: battle. <laughs> you, you, you mix up those little Freudian slip. That's, what you, that's your struggle, girl. Um, no, this floor I is... I have at least
0: two loads of laundry to fold. But no, I could not perform sexually if I knew that there were... That there was spilled lasagna all over my kitchen.
1: I couldn't have sex with somebody if I knew that there was spilled lasagna all over the
0: floor in their in their kitchen. No. I'd be like, "What? Let's I'd just clean like, it up." I'd be like, "It's unattractive that you don't care about that." And so it's now just I don't weird. Have sex it's just you. so sh- it's
1: slathered all over <laughs> the floor. And she's in yes. there, but they're getting it. So they they go also she finds out that Ron is like married. <laughs> married Ron is married and says, like, we're having problems though. We're separated. It is like th- it is such a non-committal <laughs> like admission as far as like the actual like end of the relationship. It's like,
0: are you separated? like ron is ron is like oh well we're we're the divorce is pending or something like that and she's like yeah i've heard it all before and acting like she's not going to she's like he's like that's why i moved to to new york from st louis because i want to have some fun and she's like for 30 seconds she has conviction that she's not going to sleep with a married man and that is as long as it lasts because she dives and then he like picks her up
1: And he picks her up, they start kissing, and then takes her to the bedroom, and then they smash. And then- Not
0: before, not before she plays a weird game of little piggy with his feet.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a little uh, light foot That
0: That really disturbed me.
1: Also, the lights go out, and so we just have their voices in the bed at the beginning, and she says, what are you doing? And then Ron says, these are the 80s, kid, and you're going to do a lot of things you've never done before. (laughs)
0: And I was like, "Well, what's happening?" It's also like only if she consents. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying. It's consent (laughs) on the table because it sounds like you doing you gonna make it do what it do, whether you want to or not, sis. It's like hold on. (laughs) it sounds like
0: yeah it sounds like we are we are playing with fire with that line yeah
1: well it sounds like you're gonna be burning tomorrow if you're not careful what are y'all doing and like everybody established we established brownies and boundaries and safe words because it sounds like ron's getting his no matter what and it is no dangerous what dangerous scene dangerous expectations being set up baby (laughs) um And it's a lot, and so
0: that all happens. And then the next, oh, and this is where we get the Leather Man. and he sings. He gets on top of the piano and sings an odd. He says he
1: works for the toll for the um right. He works for the New York, the Brooklyn toll booth, the Brooklyn toll booth, and his bulge is his bulge is really pronounced. His bulge, he's in leather chaps.
0: Much like the um, Great Wall of China, you can see his bulge from fucking space. It, it is, is the only thing that matters in this room. He's singing Danny Boy, but we're all looking at his enormous cock. We're looking right? at his
1: Danny Boy while he's singing it. Yeah. The pipes, <laughs> the pipes, the pipes, the are, pipes
0: calling. are calling.
1: pipes are calling. Baby. It is a lot. And he comes in the room and he's got his full leather garb on. It's like, why'd y'all make him, why's he wearing the Brooklyn tall? Like I of know. all the jobs, why, why isn't he like? Why doesn't he work with iron or something? Like, well, why isn't he a welder? Well, uh,
0: uh, uh, like, is this is what is this what he's wearing to work? Because I would say that's not necessarily a work appropriate outfit. I would say it's
1: just hot. I would say just be uncomfortable to be in that at work. Right? But
0: I did read that the Leatherman from. The village people was did actually work at the toll booth building.
1: so okay so we love an authentic storyteller okay we okay
0: lo- <laughs> that is probably the only part of the story that is real i see what they're doing um but ron white quits his job yes with a very um caitlin jenner-esque line he goes this country is overtaxed and so on." yeah and we know our girl our girl Caitlyn Jenner, who, by the way, is trash. We should just say Caitlyn Jenner is trash politically. Like, yeah, it's a mess. personally she has said horrible things. She ran for the governor of California on like the worst platforms of all time. She is a horrible person, as far as I can see. No, um, there's
1: nothing. No, it, the politics are fucked, and it the is politics
0: like, are fucked. Which girl? Makes, who are you fighting this, for? Yeah, who the fuck? We have such
1: high hopes for for her, too. And we should have known better. But remember that Vanity Vanity Fair again, baby. Apparently they've got that figure on the (laughs) pulse. Vanity Fair, when that cover came out, I remember we were at a hotel. And I remember Dave was like, he he was so excited. And he was like, check this out. Like, look at the cover. And he was like, who is that? And I was like, Jessica Lange?
0: And... (gasps) You gave her Jessica Lang? What a compliment. I, I mean,
1: yeah, I know. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a listener, Jess, um, we love you. Um, we love but you. I, but she was giving Jessica Lang on that cover with, you know... And so she was
0: giving. She was. She was. the Look, she had all the right photographers. She had all the right. Make the artists. people, the
1: team, like the team she was looking was right on, on that cover. She
0: was looking right, and it was an incredible. We were moment. so excited
1: for the potential it, of what this could be and what it could uh, be.
0: Incredible, probably the most prominent person to come out as trans, I mean, ever. Ever. It, and she has royally fucked it up just by being. Um, you know, not being in any way a friend to our community. And so... Or caring um, about
1: our community or giving a shit about our community at all. No,
0: because before anything, she's a rich white woman. <laughs> so it's like, that part. Of co- Like uh, that is the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, and that privilege will get you everything you need. So anyways, the character of Ron channels a little... Bit of Caitlyn and says this country foresh- is overtaxed and so am I and quits his fucking job. And then next we get Ron in Daisy Dukes in a crop top walking down the street with the rest of the village oh, people. Ron is and
1: with and the whole crew is, by the way, it's not just Ron. Everybody's everybody's duped out Everybody. and everybody's got some version of like a belly <laughs> shirt on. Like, And I did have a thought where I was like, what must this have been like for like Caitlyn at that time? Like, yeah, to be a part of something like this and she's like walking down the street with like all of these like muscly like gay dudes like i just i wonder optics like you know one of the you know biggest most celebrated olympians of the time it's just it's really like interesting
0: it is really interesting and i think something that is interesting about that is the fact that this movie is so fucking queer without ever mentioning any queer people
1: it is so gay
0: that is sort of like this you know the the very out in the open secret the open secret that you know Caitlyn Jenner's transition was a bit of an open secret for a while too and it's like I feel like it's sort of in parallel with the way she has lived her life you know at least in the in the latter years from the but that you know, we're currently at. I don't yes. really know anything about her in the 70s or in the 80s. I mean, I know she was like an Olympic athlete, but. No,
1: um, I mean, I don't. Not in that period between the, like. like after becoming the Becoming a part of, you know, that. The culture. the Well, yeah, part of the whole like Jenner situation. There isn't a yeah. lot that I know. I mean, probably just the career of like a celebrated, like athlete who does like commercials for cereal right. and you know
0: like a appearances Mike, michael phelps probably
1: probably remember. so much money just made doing speech speeches at like colleges oh and like for private the private sector that kind of thing for like totally. companies for like i bet those like people make so much bank doing that kind of thing i'm sure like like former well, president clearly
0: sure. had an interest in being an actor and being part of the for sure. industry industry well, which is hilarious to me because she's fucking terrible <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, and Alan Carr
1: in one of the interviews referencing her was like, they're amazing. They have the best comedic timing. Like,
0: she, also that, she also said that Steve Gutenberg and Caitlyn Jenner were going to be the Robert Redford and or she referred to Caitlyn Jenner as being like, she's going to be the next Robert Redford. I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Okay, girl in what fucking yeah, world? Yeah, you know something. Where else. was the talent? Like, can you see, you can see what's happening, right? Like, Yeah, and not even, like, how
1: some people have, like, a, uh, like, sort of charisma that carries them through. It's very, this, the whole performance is very wooden. And in this movie, that's saying something.
0: Yeah, and she does, she really has no charisma to me. And no. I, I am willing to admit that part of that, too, is, like, I don't like her as a person. And so, like, I sort of am, like, looking at her with, like, squinted eyes anyways because, like, i'm mad at her all yeah, the fucking time sure. i mean not actively but when i see her i'm like this no, bitch yeah. so i feel like i definitely am not giving her any leeway but like i you can't used, there's no you used room to,
1: for it. you used to go to the same starbucks as her didn't you
0: <laughs> oh i changed baristas
1: okay okay great 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 um so so there's this really great you you all have seen it i'm sure you all have seen it lady like, gaga
0: and caitlin jenner having a conversation i think it was after the grammys i think so yeah and caitlin jenner goes oh well, we used to go to the same starbucks and lady gaga like clearly does not want to talk to her and she's like oh i, I changed baristas <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such it's a good, such clip. a moment. It's so good. Um. So then that happens, and we already sort of mentioned it, but like the like YMCa sequence is so good. It is it's like gay so canon. Bad. Instantly, it, it's already probably been you, there for many homosexuals. Um.
0: I wonder if it's on
1: YouTube. Like just that. Segment, it's incredible. If it is, you need to watch it. It is the YMCA sequence. It has got everything in it. Um, Actually, it's a little NSFW, so I don't know if you'd find it on YouTube. But Because it's got, like, full frontal in it. It's got... Yeah. And it's got every... I wrote down um, butt naked men in the shower. There's a lot of pummel horses on unitards. There's a lot of, Mm -hmm. like, hand-to-hand, like, wrestling on mats. Um, There's synchronized swimming sequences. Um, It's all in slow-mo. There's, like, some exercise bikes and velour, tracksuits... Um, I wrote down rare breasts. Um, there's some... I think yeah. I meant, I meant bare breasts. That's what I meant. I, I like rare breasts well, as well.
0: It, they both work because it's the only set you see in this movie unsheathed. It's... And, yeah, it's
1: a lot. And, um, and- it's... Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like we said before when we were talking about this segment, it's like everybody in this scene is a 10. Like there's no one like your like your actual YMCA it was like there's no one trying to work off a little holiday wage. No, 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 Or like no, no, someone no. trying to gain a little mobility in their old no. age. It's like all out of work, like 70s porn stars.
1: <laughs> no, everybody is making it work in this in this gym, and it's a lot. So everybody's getting it in, and then we and then we go from here to like. Finally, uh, Samantha, after Ron quits his job, she agrees to do the milk commercial. But she has her stipulations, and apparently she's got that kind of pull. So her (laughs) stipulations are like... The commercial starts with her playing a mother character to a group of five,
0: like, chi- children who are dressed like the village people. Which is really, really uncomfortable after we've just seen her in a pool with her bare breasts with them. But go ahead. <laughs> but she's like, it's, it's just,
1: it's Hormadonna. It's the Hormadonna complex.
0: Um, so she is playing a mother character.
1: And then all of a sudden we go into a fantasy sequence where it's like, all of the village people now, the adult male village people in different forms of, like, white outfits. There's massive, like, massive, like, probably 30-foot-tall, like, milkshake glasses. And it's all white and silver with black background. It is opulence is the name of the game. There's her, I think, in, like, a glass of milk at one point. Her hair is done up. They're, and they're singing the song that I keep singing because it's catchy as hell. Do the shake, do the milkshake, the milkshake, do the milkshake. And it is really hot. And they do this whole commercial and it's it's really sexy. It's a lot. You're thinking, huh? Well, this is fifteen minutes. Um, so I don't know how you guys are like, gonna truncate how? this for like this is, the for viewing like, public.
0: Exactly. Like, how are you gonna pay for this airtime? And like, how I did famous not. no are the you? milk industry was so fucking rich. How are you this
1: famous that they're willing how? to do let you do a... they wanted you to come in and do a guest they're spot not. as a yeah, well, that's what we find out. So the commercial happens. They it, it, they go to, like, the offices of, I think, is this, this is Sydney's office, right?
0: Glenn Lerner.
1: It's Glenn, they're, they're, Lerner. Glenn Lerner. Okay, they're at Glenn Lerner's law office. I make a cameo. Um, and they watch the commercial, and everybody's loving it. All the whole posse. Everybody, the moms are there.
0: All the moms are there. And the thing is, too, I'm like, how the fuck, like... How how the fuck do they get this after doing one... They have, remember, have never done a performance for besides the backyard. It makes in,
1: no sense. Besides they did that backyard Samantha's
0: dinner party. Barbecue thing.
1: And that's it. <laughs> and now they're doing this national commercial all because they wanted Samantha to play the mom in this milk commercial so badly that they were like, yeah, we'll give you a couple mil to shoot this milkshake ad. And we'll and also like, like get the airtime for you to do whatever you want. <laughs> it is a full fantasy sequence. that has nothing to do with milk, by the way. And Big Milk <laughs> is all about it because they need her. And so <laughs> this happens and then her and Ron get into this stupid fight because Ron thinks she's going to sleep with like her ex record producer boyfriend, even though she has no intentions of it.
0: It's and then, like the loosest storyline. It's like, who yeah, cares? It, yeah,
1: nobody cares about what you two do. And then <laughs> like the band gets some gig and so they have to go to the San Francisco. It's in the Castro District, baby. Get into it and Mm -hmm. they show up in San Fran Lulu is now like working for the band so she's like the dresser like the like the (laughs) lackey the person who's taking care of the band in San Fran she
0: says come on guys that's what I'm here for wardrobe and steps and I wrote finally we get clarification on what Lulu is here for so she's doing wardrobe but also choreography (laughs) but also
1: there's a moment where but also there's a moment where she can her and Sydney have a moment Sydney shows up Sydney like snaps at her to do something and she basically puts Sydney in her place and she says, No. Like I work for the band now, bitch. And it's funny too because it's like, did you not quit that other job? Because you're in San Francisco today. Have you I, been to work since we since Lulu we saw you in the office in the first just scene?
0: Flying by the scene. Lulu is just she's pants. just
1: following her dreams. So and yeah, and and like up the, like we can all agree, I think, the wrong tree. Cause if you're looking for yeah. you found hot muscly men, now you just gotta like, I don't know, hang yeah, out until and- somebody gets bored enough to oh, man. <laughs> Um <laughs> to try
0: fish. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, I should have
1: said that. <laughs> Do the magic, the magic. <laughs> Um, so also Lulu, also they're there, and then um some like wealthy moneyed women come in with Sydney and Lulu says, I knew they'd love us in Frisco. And one of the women goes, Please dear, never Frisco. San Francisco, and then Lulu goes, "Well, pardon moi." It's like, what's? It's the actually
0: thing? like a very serious moment. Like,
1: it's a weird. I think it's like,
0: supposed to be a joke, but it like it lands like very serious, and you're like,
1: cutting. What
0: is happening here? It
1: is, yeah. Also, and then like a news anchor shows up, and for some reason she's like there, and then forgets why she's there because like she's there to interview the band, but then the producer, um, ex boyfriend. Of um, Steve Waits, the producer ex-boyfriend of Samantha. He's the president
0: of the record Company. He's the
1: president of the Wrecker Company. He woos her very quickly. Very quickly. He says two words to her, and then he's, and then they're like slipping out of the room to go like, I I, I assume, like, consummate whatever this is.
0: Well, he's um, like, do you want to talk somewhere more private? And she like bats her eyelashes at him and she's like, absolutely. And it's like, and what's they slip happening off. here? Like, it, are you paying her? Yeah, because that's the only way that this transaction could be that quickly.
1: Quick. Yeah, it, it happens really fast, <laughs> and then, like, and then Ron and Sam, Ron and Sam, like, make rec- they reconcile. Ron shows up here for some reason, um, and then because yeah. he's got
0: nothing else to do, he quit his damn job.
1: Yeah, and then I wrote down in my notes, I know nothing about anyone in this film. Like, I know nothing about any of these characters at all. And then we get our last sequence, which is them singing the title song, You Can't Stop the Music on Stage. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: Ron proposes. Oh, that's right.
1: Ron proposes. Yeah, I did write that down. Ron proposes, (laughs) and I said, They don't know. I said, They don't know. They don't know anything. And I said, he just said he didn't trust her. And now they're proposing. It's like, you guys need to, you can maybe reconcile, but you need to figure out what this also, is.
0: what's the timeline here? Is this the second performance? Because this is literally in front of thousands of people. In San Francisco,
1: it is and so. And again,
0: to take it back to the beginning of the movie, you've had one performance, and it was in someone else's backyard.
1: And now, and you did that milk big milk commercial, and, and you, now you, you, you are selling commercial. out venues. And <laughs> they take to the stage, and their outfits are fabulous. Everybody's outfit is incredible. is their outfits, but everything sequin. We've got our GI in GI in a, in a sequin um, green. My favorite is mm-hmm. our um, Native American. Philippe mm-hmm. uh, in all pink it's a pink native sequin Native American outfit policeman's yeah. obviously in black sequin um, mm-hmm. our construction workers in blue sequin Cowboy's in all red sequin which is really fun too alone mm-hmm. uh, um, and everyone yeah. looks incredible. everybody looks really good the policeman's in orange sequin um everybody's really given it and um, they all they're all like also like bringing like vehicles on stage like the leatherman comes on stage on a, on a bedazzled motorcycle. Um, like, this is so expensive. The, it's How so did expensive. you guys the, get the, the money for this? Yeah, the cop drives out like the gayest cop car you've ever seen, <laughs> and it's just like, what's going on? The the GI drives on stage in like a like a bedazzled like jeep. I don't know where. I don't know. The money was endless. Apparently, uh, the um, money
0: was literally just
1: flowing in from one milk. Commercial. And I'm actually surprised that like there wasn't a person at like the studio that was even just like. Why do y'all need a bedazzled police? Why didn't a bedazzled policeman's motorcycle? What's going on? What are y'all doing on that set? Y'all really spinning our coins. All these are why are we using Swarovski crystals for it? What we gotta scale. What back. in the Liberace is going on on this set? I thought we were making a family musical. Um and then yeah, that's the end of the movie. And uh, we get it's no just this big
0: performance. And also everyone comes on stage too at the end
1: the No, not of- literally, like they just walk on stage.
0: Yeah, no, no. They no. You got to be
1: clear what you mean when you say.
0: (laughs) Oh, sorry. They don't. They don't orgasm on stage. I mean, they walk on stage. It's Ron. It's Samantha. Samantha
1: Lulu. Their moms. Jack's
0: mom. Their moms. And it's like people don't know who you are. You can't just walk on stage. People don't know who they are. People don't know who the village people are yet.
1: (laughs) And you're bringing out and you're bringing up the songwriter's mom on stage. (laughs) What is going on?
0: and make it make sense you can't goes you can't because this movie if this if there's one thing this movie is gonna do it's going to be not make a fucking lick of sense
1: and uh on that note jane um i will ask you um <laughs> is this a movie that you would watch again jane
0: this is a movie i'd watch again because i want to show this to someone i there's a lot of people that i would like to watch watch this movie for the first time i agree I have a laundry list of people I want to see that confused like furl of the brow for two hours. So yeah, I would watch this again and because it's so wild. You need to experience it with someone for the first time. It
1: is. It's amazing. 100%. First time I saw this movie, I was like, Jane's got to watch this. (laughs) um, uh, I'm so glad I did. And Jane, a little birdie said that you had an episode of a movie that you wanted me to watch.
0: I do. So this was, this was such a, um, so we're trying to choose movies for Pride Month. And as maybe you don't know, I don't know, but I think a lot of people in our community know that like famously... Gay movies are terrible. And it's only really within the last, like, 10 years that people have been sort of trying to invest money in queer stories uh-huh, yeah. and representation. And so there's so many that I, like, grew up watching that, like, are not good. Um, and some that are good and some that tried their best at the moment, you know, but just, mm-hmm. like, I you remember being a kid and just trying to, like, find anything that had any sort of representation. Yep. And there are a few movies... Uh, there's so many that I wanted to choose, but obviously, I only could choose one. And so, I wanted to choose one that I was sure you hadn't seen, and that um, not a lot of people that I know talk about this movie, but it was one of my favorites. And I had it on DVD for a long time. But we are going to watch 2004's Saving Face.
1: Okay. I have no idea what it's about. I've never seen it before. I am excited. I'm Pride really month excited. continues. Pride this month continues.
0: Fun. I'm so excited for you to see it. I'm excited to rewatch it because it's been a long time. Um, and I think it'll be really fun.
1: All right. We are we are all done for today. This was a lot of fun recording this episode with you. It was really fun producing it. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna pull out your best moments. Um okay. and I'm gonna Well, you
0: know, Dave is Dave, oh i will say dave can certainly take it from here as he normally does you don't i'll
1: bring him in as i'll bring him in in as he's needed um but this was my you know my brainchild i'm really steering the ship here so maybe Um, we'll have
0: a production meeting afterwards to sort of decide on that but i think the problem i think the problem is gonna
1: be you thinking (gasps) so stop doing that um
0: we appreciate you all we love you thank you for making it all the way to the end of can't stop the music hopefully you have watched it or inspired you to watch it um if you want to continue to follow us you can find us on social media um on facebook and instagram at movies you missed and on twitter at mwm chat we love you guys we appreciate you and we will see you next week for saving fates Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, think, I do think that we might be giving ourselves too much credit.